Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Tuesday, April 19th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. The feud between Disney and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over what critics call the Don't Say Gay Bill continues to escalate. DeSantis is now asking lawmakers to end Disney World's self-governing status. For more than 60 years, the theme park has acted more or less as its own government. It even has its own police and fire departments. DeSantis's move is meant to punish Disney for its opposition to the law. When the Russian warship Moskva sank in the Black Sea last week, Moscow said all 500 crew members were evacuated. But that's being questioned by parents of some of the men on board. One mother tells The Guardian she waited days to hear from her son, only to get a call on Monday saying he was dead. A father tells the paper his son is listed as missing in action, and he's wondering, quote, how can you be missing in action in the middle of the high seas? The Ukrainian government launched an app two years ago that was designed to help citizens interact with their government. But the app now has a new feature called eEnemy. And you can guess from the name, eEnemy allows Ukrainians to report sightings and locations of Russian troops. More than 200,000 people have used the app since it relaunched a more secure version last month. Before that, Russian bots were flooding it with disinformation. After a federal judge in Florida voided the mask mandate on airplanes, crews began announcing the news mid-flight, which led to a lot of viral videos like this one popping up online. The Biden administration announced that the Transportation Security Administration will no longer enforce the federal mandate requiring masks in all U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. To be clear, the ruling doesn't make mask mandates illegal. It simply leaves it up to individual airlines to decide. Masks are off on airplanes, and now hugs are back on at Disneyland. This week, the theme park ended its last major pandemic restriction, which had kept costumed characters safely socially distanced from visitors. Disney is hoping for a major rebound year at its theme parks after closures and restrictions severely limited ticket sales. We want to hear from you. Email us at therefresh at insider.com. And coming up, we look at how some women venture capitalists are banding together to make sure they get their piece of Web3. 
WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. In what sounds, to me at least, like the worst sleepover in the history of sleepovers, Tesla workers in Shanghai will be living in the factory in order to restart production. Bloomberg reports Tesla is behind in manufacturing about 40,000 electric cars because of lockdowns, so workers will be sleeping in the factory until May 1st in order to comply with China's strict zero-COVID policy. There are no dorm rooms, so they each get a sleeping bag and a mattress. If you're looking to buy a new home in the U.S., I have some less than great news for you. The average home prices in 11 housing markets are now over a half million dollars. Austin is the latest city to cross that threshold. Sorry, Rebecca. While San Francisco remains firmly planted atop the list with a median home price of $1.3 million. Oof. Las Vegas and Phoenix are also close to joining the half million club. Just a reminder, the U.S. minimum wage is still $7.25 an hour. You're going to start seeing a lot of new construction projects on highways and bridges thanks to President Biden's $1.2 trillion infrastructure package. Now you can rest assured that all of the iron, steel and other materials in those projects will be made right here in the U.S. of A. The White House announced it's mandating only domestic materials for infrastructure projects, with a few exceptions if the American stuff is too expensive. Elon Musk may be able to get the funding he needs to pull off his purchase of Twitter. Private equity firm Apollo Global Management is reportedly talking about financing a takeover of Twitter, according to CNBC. Meanwhile, Musk says that if his bid to buy Twitter succeeds, he will lower the salary among the company's board members to zero dollars. Replying to a tweet, he said, quote, that's around three million dollars per year saved right there. I'm sure Twitter's board loves to hear that. In 1984, Tracy Mears was on track to become Springfield High's first ever black valedictorian. But she didn't officially receive that title until last week. It turns out that school officials at the time changed the award from a single valedictorian to multiple top students, which included a white student. After a filmmaker uncovered the records for a documentary about the most likely racist snub, the school presented Mears with the long overdue honorific. The world of crypto is a boys club. That should come as no surprise. But a group of women venture capitalists are trying to edge their way into bro town and make sure they profit from the next big boom in tech. Insider's April Joyner has been talking to some of these women. Hey, April. Hi, Rebecca. April, first things first, the term Web3 is most likely going to come up in our conversation. So give our listeners your quick and simple explanation of what Web3 is. So there's Web1, which is the early days of the Internet. Think Yahoo, Netscape. And then there's Web2, sites like Facebook and Twitter, where users interact more with the site or the platform. Now Web3 is a more decentralized version. Um, You have people creating their own groups and platforms. There are some companies that are pretty prominent in this. Companies like OpenSea, like Coinbase, that allow people to buy and sell and trade cryptocurrencies. 
So the gender disparities in tech are in the numbers. Is there any benefit, though, to the way Web3 works for women? Yes. Um, So one aspect of uh, venture capital uh, with these Web3 companies is that a lot of them choose to raise from a really big group of investors rather than just having a select few. Part of the appeal of these new investment spaces though, is that they reward early investors, right? Which that kind of then leads to people excluding others in order to maximize their opportunities. Like, what's the struggle then here for women trying to get in these spaces? As it is with venture capital at large, again, it's still a male-dominated industry. And so a lot of it is just networking and network effects. So if you don't belong to the network, you're not hearing about particular deals or opportunities, and that leads you to be shut out. And so you're not seeing the huge returns that come from being an early investor and what might be the next Coinbase or um, big company that comes out of this. April, you talk about this one women-led space called Crypto Coven. What is it? Yeah, so if you're familiar with Board Ape Yacht Club, um, mm-hmm. that collection of digital art um, depicting eight figures, it's sort of like that. But the thing that several women in VC told me is that that particular project drew them in because projects like Board Ape tend to be very masculine focused or uh, masculine skewing. And they felt like this was a project that had a particular focus on women and really spoke to them in a way that other collections didn't. What would you like listeners to know based on your reporting? What is the most important takeaway according to the people you've spoken to? There's still a perception that you know, maybe Web3, we don't know if this is going to stick around. Is crypto a scam? What is this? But the consensus seems to be that is going to stick around in some shape or form. So people do need to wrap their heads around it. And it's important for a diverse group of people to be participating in it so that, you know, they have a say and they have a piece of it because, if it's just a instance where it's a bunch of crypto bros that are shaping how these communities are shaped, then that might not be good for everyone else. April Joyner covers venture capital and startups for Insider. Thanks for chatting, April. Thank you.